listen. The world is talking. The world is talking. World Talk Radio. Be the star you are. Stay with us. On Sound Authors, you can expect the unexpected. Kent Gustafson, Ph.D., author, publisher, professional musician, and now talk radio show host, will not only entertain you, but with new books and guest authors from around the world, will interview talented, independent musicians showcasing their fresh new music. Plan to join Dr. Kent and friends each Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on World Talk Radio Studio A. Sound Authors, where authors sound off. Be the Star You Are, a program of positive book talk with authors and experts that help you excel in life. My name is Cynthia Bryan. I'm thrilled to be your personal growth coach every week with you and so that you can pump your energy and live and love and learn and laugh, listen. And, of course, we want you to live your dreams because we are a show about following your heart. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you to be the star of your own life. For more information on getting your private consultation over the phone, call 925-377-STAR or visit star-style.com. Our self-image and our habits tend to go together. Change one and you will automatically change the other. That is by author Dr. Maxwell Smaltz. And Alan Cohen says, while money can lead you to feel rich, feeling rich leads you to money. How right that is. Are you spiritually fit? You're going to find out in our first segment with spiritual fitness trainer Carolyn Reynolds as she coaches and showcases her seven-week guide to finding purpose and sacredness in our everyday life. 
In our second segment, Matthew Gerwitz debuts his book, The Gift of Grief, which helps us overcome our sorrow and helps us cope through transformation. And in T for Two, Heather Brittany will be here to tackle the health care crisis and the rising insurance rates. So we have a great show for you today, and it is encompassing body, mind, and spirit. Well, recently I attended the International Conference for Publishers, Authors, and Professionals in the Book World and Book Industry. It's called Book Expo America. And on a Friday evening, the Authors Guild hosted a party for its members at the library, very apropos. And it was there that I met the British author, speaker, and energy worker, Caroline Reynolds. I knew that her book, Spiritual Fitness, was a match because it's how to live in truth and trust. And this is the perfect book for our program. Welcome, Caroline, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Hi, Cynthia. It's great to be here. Well, Caroline, I know that for the past 15 years plus that you have been teaching practical spirituality through your workshops, through your intuitive counseling, through your energy readings, through the book that you write and, of course, classes. Could you tell us off the bat, what does spirituality actually mean? Okay, first of all, i tell you what it doesn't mean as far as I'm concerned. <clears throat> to me, it's not about how many yoga positions you can get, to, how, uh, get into, how long you can meditate, or how many certificates you've got on the wall. Uh, I give a little assessment at the beginning of the book, just like when you go to the gym, they give you a physical fitness assessment. And for me, the spiritual fitness assessment, which your listeners can do right now, is to ask yourself some of these questions. How loving and kind are you? I think we have to judge someone's spirituality by their level of loving kindness. So that's not just to your nearest and dearest, but to everyone across the board. The second is, how honest are you? And by that I mean, how many people in your world know what you really feel? How, you know, how open are you with what's going on inside you and who you really are? And another interesting one is, how free are you? When you wake up in the morning, how much of your life is your own? Or how much do you feel that you have to live by other people's rules? Uh, how wise are you? How much are you learning as you go through life? Or do you wonder why things keep happening to you? Uh, a couple more, how joyful are you? How easy is it for you to find gratitude for and the gifts in each situation? And finally, how peaceful are you? How easy is it for you to stay centered no matter, no matter what is happening? So that's a quick uh, assessment that people can do, just kind of rating themselves out of 10 to see, as far as I'm concerned, how spiritually fit they are. Well, you know what, Caroline, I laughed at this chapter in your book, just jumping ahead a little bit, when you said that we need to kind of shake up, shake up our lives a bit and, you know, live in the moment and be spontaneous. And if we get up every morning and we have the exact routine, our lives are going to be the same. And you said invite a stranger to be a guest in your house for a month and see what happens. And I thought about that and how important it is to, to embrace the moment and to not just do the same old, same old every day because that's what we get when we just do the same old, same old. That's right. I don't think we realize and we're not trained to think of our lives as a creative process. Like, you know, your life is really a blank canvas. You get to choose what you do with it, and yet we are taught from early in, uh, an early age, we are trained to believe that we have to do things the way they've always been done and that there are set ways to do things and there are certain uh, rules that we have to conform to, which really takes the creativity and a lot of the joy and beauty out of living, and it also disempowers us. 
Well, I think what you just said is takes the joy out. You know, we don't get to feel, we don't get to feel our oneness with the world when we are just going by routine. And the name of your book is Spiritual Fitness, How to Live in Truth and Trust. And what I've learned from you is you have a seven-week course. And in the book, obviously, it's a seven-week guide to finding your purpose and your sacredness for your everyday life. But you also offer courses so that people can really get in touch, perhaps in a faster pace, with you as their guide. Yes, I do. I offer both uh, group courses and individual uh, mentoring program. If people go to my website, which is my name, carolinereynolds.com, they can find out all about this. Um, but basically, the seven-week program is a progression through the stages that I think we all go through in our development. And also, let's not make the mistake of thinking, you know, that we've done that, been there, done that, and now we're all totally evolved, because unfortunately, that's not the way life is. I think that life is a continuous spiral where we're constantly going through and revisiting a lot of our lessons and our life issues at a deeper and deeper level. And so the progression in the book is we start off with motivation recharge. How can you get motivated and what's stopping you right now? I have an expression that our greatest fear is the fear of our own greatness. So we, we look at that and then at the end of every chapter there are practical exercises which you could take away and apply in your everyday life. And ideally, if you do this over seven weeks, you see an enormous progress because you can apply the spiritual principles that so many of us know, but we're not sure always how we, how we put them into our everyday lives. Well, I find it interesting because most people have the fear of failure, which you do address in this chapter on motivation recharge. But I have found that I know with myself the thing that has always scared me perhaps the most, and I'm never willing to admit it to myself, is the fear of being too great, of being too successful. Because what happens when you're too successful, Caroline? I mean, do, you, do your relationships stay together? Does everybody want to be your friend? Do your true, true friends stay your friends? Do your life change? Are you hounded by the paparazzi? And I would fathom that many, many people have that as a greater fear than even the fear of failure. Well, I address this. I have three points. You know, the, some of the reasons why we fear success, and the first one is the sense of responsibility. We think, well, if, how can I keep that up? And one yeah, of the ways I how can you top being terrific? How can you what? Sorry. How can you top it? You know, when you right. really, it's like when you reach one level, how can you top it? How can you, you have to understand that we are all continuously evolving. It doesn't matter if you may be successful in everybody else's eyes, but for every single one of us, there is always an evolution where we can go further and open up more. And so the secret becomes to include people in our journey, not to feel that it's lonely at the top and that we're going to leave everyone else behind. To, you know, if you have a beautiful relationship, then invite people around for dinner from time to time or take people out with you so that they can see modeled what a beautiful relationship is. If you're fortunate enough to have a lot of wealth, then use it in humanitarian ways. So that's how we deal with some of the responsibilities, by including people in our own journey so that we don't feel so isolated. And one of the things I really thought was important that you addressed was the idea of procrastination. Well, I have a saying that procrastination is an act of self-hatred, and I'll tell you that's a big statement, but how I get to that is, for example, if you have a little child and you say to that little child, you know, this afternoon I'm going to go out and buy you an ice cream, and the, the day goes by and you never do it, then obviously they're going to be disappointed. And you say, oh, I'm sorry, you know, we'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and goes and you never did it and so on and so forth, and this goes on for days on end. 
Well, first of all, we wouldn't think that that was a very nice way to treat somebody else. And the effect that it would have was that the child would become disappointed, but they also wouldn't trust us. So they'd shut down a little bit. It would stop them believing so much. And that is exactly what we do to ourselves when we procrastinate. We set ourselves up. We raise our own hopes, and then we dash our own hopes, which has the effect of making us not trust ourselves. Well, and it's also delayed gratification, which which I think means that we have a, a less of self-worth or self-esteem if we're not willing to step up to the plate now. That's right, and it's, there's nothing more disempowering and destabilizing and unsettling than not feeling that you can trust yourself. Uh, you know, there's, there's a reason why the subtitle to my book is How to Live in Truth and Trust, because what I've discovered over the years with myself and all my clients is that wherever you have a problem, and your listeners can think about this right now, you know, we've all got something that we're working on. And wherever we have a weak area in our lives, I believe guaranteed is that if we go deep enough, we'll find that either it's because you're not living in truth and or you're not living in trust. You're not trusting that there is a divine order to the universe. You're not trusting enough to surrender to your own higher intelligence and your inner guidance and your higher power. And also, you perhaps are not expressing the highest truth of who you are. And I have a saying in spiritual fitness that the level of unhappiness in your life equals the size of the lie that you are living. And see, I love that. I want you to repeat that because that is one of the most powerful statements. It is, and how true that is. Would you repeat it? Sure. The level of unhappiness in your life equals the size of the lie that you are living. And by that, what I mean is you have forgotten who you truly are. You are playing small. You are not delivering your unique set of gifts to the world, and therefore you're not living, you're fulfilling your life's purpose. And I believe that when we're not fulfilling our life's purpose, not only will we not be fulfilled, but we also won't be reaping life's rewards because the degree to which we extend ourselves to life is the degree to which we can reap life's rewards. I always give the example of if you imagine that the, the floor in front of you is full of $100 bills, it, is only, it only means anything to the degree to which you can reach out and pull that cash in, it only as in life. We can only reap life's rewards to the degree to which we are prepared to extend ourselves, to stretch, to grow, to manifest our greatness. And while you're talking about that, one of the things that you do, and I was fortunate enough to experience an energy reading with you, and it was so on target, is that you work with individuals on a one-time or a regular basis to reach, to read their energy and then to give them messages and tools where they can improve and change following the, your spiritual fitness guidelines. And would you talk about how you work there? Because I found it very empowering, and I would like to encourage other people to do that, to partake of that. Sure. I do what I call personal energy readings, and I can also then stretch them out into what I call a soul mentoring program, which is where you do a series of these, and that's where we start to see tremendous progress. But what I do is I read the energy of people's chakras or energy centers. Now, your, your listeners may or, not be, may or may not be familiar with the chakras, but I'll just explain them very briefly. Just as the physical body has energy centers that power different energies through our body, the lungs, the heart, the brain, so the metaphysical body has seven energy centers. A chakra is a Sanskrit word, uh, which the Indians call a chakra, not a chakra, but chakras, meaning a wheel of light. 
And so each of these energy centers is said to relate to different aspects of our being. So the root chakra can be to do with issues that to do with uh, our material connection with life, so our domestic arrangement, our homes, our finances. The spleen chakra is to do with our sexuality, our passion, our creative life force, our relationships, and our emotions and all the beliefs that we hold behind that. Uh, solar plexus chakra is to do with our identity in the world. Who have you come here to be? How are you doing in that respect? What is your real purpose in life? The heart chakra, of course, is to do with love and relationships, but not just romantic relationships. How are you connecting to the world through your heart? What is your heart connection with life? Or are you feeling disconnected and separate, which may be the cause of some pain that you're having? Um, your throat chakra, how are you expressing the truth of who you are? How authentically are you living and how creatively are you living your life? Your third eye chakra, um, how much are you using your intuition, trusting your inner guidance, um, letting yourself be guided by, what, by your gut instinct, basically, and your higher calling? And finally, your uh, crown chakra, what is your spiritual connection really like? How have you found the God of your own understanding? And have you got what I call, have you developed a robust relationship with your higher powers so that you think of whatever is your God, whatever is the presence that you believe in, you think of that in the same way as you think of a close friend, as someone that you can always turn to, as someone that is ever-present and, and around to, to help and support you. So by tuning in to all those energy centers, which I do in person or by phone, they work equally well, I'm able to assess what is the actual truth that is going on, or more importantly, what is the lie, in quotes, what is the lack of truth that is perhaps going on in those areas of your life, which helps you really get to the root of your issues and move forward. And then what I do is, based on the energy reading, I will give people practical exercises based on my spiritual fitness philosophy that they could take into their everyday lives and help themselves to move forward. And again, if people are interested in this, they can go to my website, carolinereynolds.com, and find out a lot more about the personal sessions and the soul mentoring program. Well, and that's great about the energy readings, too, is that your book, Spiritual Fitness, How to Live in Truth and Trust, really works in tandem. And if people would like to pick up the book, go to the website, carolinereynolds.com. There are uh, exercises at the end of every chapter that really help you move forward. And just to sum up the seven principles of spiritual fitness, we talk about, uh, Caroline talks about in her book, discipline, authenticity, focus, which is really critical, and that's one of my, ch my difficult uh, challenges in life or problems, if you want to call it a problem, flexibility, trust, patience, Love, of course, and love is the greatest of all of these. And then there are inner, there are reviews of each chapter as well as the exercises. So again, the website is carolinereynolds.com. That's C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E Reynolds.com. And the book is Spiritual Fitness: How to Live in Truth and Trust. Do you want to just sum up a little bit, Caroline, of what you would you know like to give uh, to the listeners as far as one last thought? Sure. My ultimate philosophy, if people ask me to sum it up, would simply be the two words, be yourself. But that can be, for us all, a lifelong project because we have to go to deeper and deeper levels and say, who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? 
And to get to the bottom of that question, we have to ask, well, what is the purpose of existence itself? And I believe that the ultimate purpose of all life, universal and personal, is for us to experience the sheer beauty and the joy of being on this planet of existing. And that means to be in the fullest expression of who we are, just as if you think of a rose that, in the garden. And that is beautiful. The name of the book is Spiritual Fitness, How to Live in Truth and Trust. The author is Caroline Reynolds, and she is also an energy worker. And I couldn't have expressed it better, Caroline. Be be in the moment and be yourself. And when we come back from break, we're going to continue this discussion when Rabbi Matthew Gerwitz visits us with the gift of grief, grief and how to find peace, transformation, and renewal. So stay with us. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style. Be the star you are. Caroline, thank you so much for being a part of our show. Thank you. Goodbye. I'm sure where you are. Let the music 